unregistered Hypercam 2 users from 2008, welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. I'm your host as always, Sam Kingma. Joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. This is episode 77, if I didn't already just fucking say that. Um, because this is the second time we're recording episode 77 of Crack House. Hey, you know, because... episode's so nice, we did it twice. Now, now let's say this. This is actually, Miles, un- because this is not the first time we've come on the show and have opened in such a way. However, this is the first time, shockingly enough, this is the first time we have not been re-recording an episode because what we recorded was bad. But instead, the audio quality, not the quality of our audio, if you catch my drift, was, was bad, yeah. We had a fucking audio air for the first time in, in 77 weeks of recording the show. We finally had to happen had eventually. Had to happen Yeah, eventually. I know. You know what was fucked up, Miles? I was thinking about this, like, no joke, two weeks ago. How it's like, because I, I was listening to a friend of mine's podcast, The Content Cube, and they have lost apparently, like, three episodes um, to just audio shit. Granted, we're lucky, because it's just the two of us, and we both record remotely, so we don't have to worry about, like, Discord or Zencast or any of that shit. Um, or recording through Discord, through, like, a like a bot or something. Um, but, yeah. Still a shame. We might still... Because here's the deal. It's just... It's just... It's really obnoxious. Real ones could probably sit through it. But it's it's really obnoxious. So I think we'll probably just hold that episode or whatever. For like maybe like a cut content like down the line, like yeah, really and you and you can suffer. Like... Cause here's the thing: whenever whenever we delete an episode, cause there's this temptation when you find out that something's missing or lost, you're like, oh, I wonder what it is. Like it must be this this oh, lost. Oh yeah, thing. lost media. And you see I love yeah. it. I love it. And then the lost media is always lost because no one cared. Cause it's not that good. Yeah. Like, the episode is, I mean, and, and the worst part about it is that at that last episode, I mean, it, it wasn't like a masterpiece, like, it was no, it was no booty smile. Yeah, like, you know, that would be no, tragic. It was no big, it was cum, not an episode casual game. Yeah, the thing with, with Crack House, you know a good episode of Crack House is, it happens, Miles, when we finish the episode, we're like, dude, that was it, Luigi. Like, that was fucking it. <laughs> it's um, a stone, Luigi! It's a podcast, Luigi. You didn't actually make content. You just talked. Yeah, you just talked and claimed it was fucking content. Yeah, podcasts are not content. They're conversations uploaded. Here's the deal. They can be content. Yes, many of them are. This is not... This is not that. Like... Well, Sam. We have a... We had a, a packed week. A lot has happened. Lots to talk about. And I, the thing is, we recorded this on Wednesday uh, of this week. Wednesday, November 3rd, third day of No Nut November. We had some words to say about it. Sam, of course, big ardent supporter of No Nut November, uses the opportunity yes. to work very hard. I had some very choice words for all the Reddit fucks who could not apply for jobs. Because they were too busy masturbating all day. But we're now at day five of No Nut November. And yeah. for Sam, it is day five. And for Miles, it is day eight or seven. Yeah, it's day seven. 
So I'm 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 in the future. All right, I'm leaps and bounds ahead. And let me tell you something, Sam. I've seen the light. I've seen the light. You see it? I see it. And the reason that I see it is because it is definitive proof that this does not need to make up that much of your day. What I learned from No Not November very quickly is that if you don't make a big deal of masturbating, you really are only losing like an hour of your day. And, and for these Redditors, maybe seven seconds of their day. I mean, seven seconds multiplied by 38, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. But like, but for me, you know, I just, I just have, I have one nice long session once a week, sometimes twice a week. If I, if I look in the mirror and I just say, you earned it, you earned it, bucko. Um, but like the thing about No No November is what it just does is it just thrusts open, open the gulfs of adulthood and makes you realize you don't need this. You've been, you thought you needed this because when you were a teen, you needed this. You don't yeah. need this. Not anymore. Not anymore. And that's, and that's, that's the appeal of No Nut November. And now that I've seen the light, I'm going to jack off immediately once I finish this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I busted earlier today. I'm going to be, I got to, I got to. No way, dude. Are you once. kidding? Yeah, dude, fucking morning, morning wood sucks ass. I, I hate no, to be fucking graphic and Sam, gratuitous no, like that. I'm the only one, dude. I got to continue. But here's the deal. But here, here's what I, what I have learned. Here's what I have, I have learned. Cause here's the deal. It's on the kite. Ki- I'm not gonna. Cause you know what's just gonna happen, Miles. I'm just gonna get back on the the horse and see how long I can get. And it's just gonna be like a score attack. Also, by the way, Discord's uh video chat. I know this is an audio only program. Discord's video chat has been so heinous these last six and a half minutes that like for a full twenty seconds, Miles just had his like ar- his his hands crossed over his heart. With him making like the pog face, like he was so like exasperated, def- defeated. Oh yeah, I was exasperated, uh, by the but you were masturbated. So yeah, you got you got masturbated by something. Something baited you so hard into masturbating. What was it, Sam? What made you lose your own game? Your own game. I I, f- I fucked up. I just didn't get out of fucking bed and just kept fucking laying there and Bro. just did it and just didn't escape the situation. I, I you know what's funny. I literally, I prophesized this shit happening. I prophesized this shit happening on the fucking lost episode of of, of Crag House. Uh, well, a lost seventy seven, if you will. Yes. Um, Which, by the way, and... great creepy pasta name. Dude, all right. Is the cr- official creepy ha- <laughs> Hatsune Miku's Crack House creepy pasta? Lost 77, and it's about this lost episode of the show. Yeah, so a big fan. So Okay, so we gotta gotta select, out of our big fans, who is the biggest fan who would go and seek out this episode, this lost episode? Unbound Soul. Okay, Unbound Soul is the main character of our our creepypasta, right? So Unbound Soul, they're writing a blog post, right? They're writing a blog post to their Angel Fire account, saying, saying, oh, no, wait, and I have to to do the Mudahar voice, all right? Or should I wait? Okay, so no. Which which creepy pasta content creator should I do? Should I do Nightmind? Should I do Mudahar? Should I do Lazy Masquerade? Like like what what do you want? What do you want from me, Sam? I want um, I I don't I don't want Nightmind. We've we've heard Nightmind too many fucking times on this show. 
Who, who's who's I only know one Muda, and that's some ordinary gamer. Yeah, that's Muda, some ordinary right? gamer. That's him. He used to do creepypasta. Oh, content. he does creepypasta shit too. Yeah, well, he used to. I think now he's moved over entirely into gaming and dark web stuff. Okay, perfect. Let's hear it. I want to. I want to hear his his shit. That the problem is, funny I don't funny. remember his voice well enough. Like his, his, he's just got this kind of deep, like hey, Mudahar, like one of those kinds of voices. Whoa, whoa, oh wow! Content has really changed. <laughs> Content's really changed if that's know, the man. case, because it's it's like seven decibels higher in pitch. I feel. Um, I'll do. I'll seven do lazy... cents down. That's for my audio files out there. <laughs> I'll do. Out I'll there. do lazy masquerade because his his voice infuriates me. Another creepy okay, awesome. person who infuriates me. So. I'm a big fan of the Crack House uh, podcast. You might have heard of it. It's a podcast on Spotify. I've listened to every single episode, but there was one episode that apparently never got released. The reasons cited were bad audio, but I simply didn't believe it. They had an entire era where their audio was bad every single episode. Surely this wouldn't have been a problem, would it? So I decided to investigate. I decided to look into why episode 77, now referred to as Lost 77, was indeed lost. So, I started by going to my local garage sale. There, there was a man in a cloak. I spoke to the man and said, Hello man, is there a reason that you're wearing a cloak? He told me that he was from the ancient city of Babylon. And... <laughs> and it's like, and and for some reason, and for some reason, he has our podcast on cassette. <laughs> he has our podcast on on a I, on beta on a track on a track. He's got it on a track. Discord. It's like, and, and then, and then, uh, what's this guy's name? Mucus fucker. What? What the hell? <laughs> Mudahar, lazy masquerade. No, not Mudahar. The guy, lazy masquerade. Lazy masquerade is like, I did not know how we got ninety minutes fit, uh, fit on an eight track, which is only capable of holding fifteen minutes worth of low compressed audio from the nineteen eighties. Like, uh, however, I didn't really mind. I was simply excited to be able to listen to my favorite podcast, The Lost Seventy Seven, on eight track. <laughs> on eight track, I was so excited to share it with my friends on Discord, but I figured. It would be most important for me to listen to it first. So, I plugged it into my A-track, and immediately, the voice came out and said, You failed. I was shocked. What did I failed? This was a strange message from the A-track. Suddenly, I could tell it was neither Miles nor Sam, but it was the voice of the man from Babylon. He said, You masturbated last night, didn't you? I was shocked. How could he have known that I had masturbated last night? And then I found out Lost 77 was lost because Sam lost No Nut November. <laughs> you know, you know what, what's funny initially when, when, it op- when you opened up with the you failed, I was like, oh, it's going to be the, the Lost 77 is completely unedited. So it contains the minute and a half of bullshit audio <laughs> we have before the show actually starts. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like, yeah, we fucked up. And it, like, you fit, fa- like we failed the clap sync or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, 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 like, had a, we, we're great at the claps. We're great at the claps. We get them every time. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, the story, a- a bravo, ends Miles. A, it's it, the story ends with a spooky man coming in and killing him. Thank God, no more lazy masquerade videos. <laughs> oh no, no, I meant Unbound Soul, but yeah, Lazy Masquerade also dies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, lazy Masquerade is narrating Unbound Soul 
<laughs> doing this. Do yeah, reading his angel fire. Getting the get buying the uh, suspicious A track of of High Sunday Amigas Crackhouse Lost seventy seven. Uh <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I'm still here. I'm not dead. Yeah. I've continued uh to thrive. And I think it might kill my sexuality forever. Because I haven't had morning wood. Alright? I haven't really I haven't really been like super aroused by anything. And to be fair, it might be because I spent the last seventy-two hours watching High Guardian Spice. But oh. either of those things could contribute to my lack of, of uh arousal. Um I don't want to start off talking about High Guardian Spice. I, I, what do you mean start talking about? We're 13 minutes into the podcast. I don't want to start. Like, like uh, that, that, that's got to be... Because here's the thing. I don't want... I need, I need a time frame. I need a time frame to know, all right, Miles, this is how much time you get with High Guardian Spice. Because if you give me the next 78 minutes... 77 minutes? Uh, I'm not going to stop. Because there's just so much to cover. There's so much to cover. Uh, so 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 let's let's start with something else. Let's start with something else. Um, I'll talk. I'll talk to you. I'll talk oh, to you about fantastic. something I I, oh, I discovered. Okay. But but which I, and here's the deal. I I don't really know. I I have a. I know how the High Guardian Spice story narrative with you starts and the act uh, act two turning point. But I don't know the rest. So I'm very excited to hear it. But I will. T- but I have a feeling it ends poorly. I have. How I will tell you something that that ended extremely positively for me, which is my new my new video game obsession and my my new love, and that is Tecmo Bowl on NES. Tecmo's Tecmo Bowl, to be specific. <laughs> Little just a, a a tad bit of background. I've been having many of discussions with friend of the show Tom Second. Look, go listen to Miku's Crack Pipe NFT or whatever Miku's Crack Pipe NFT uh, to hear him chat about stuff. We're found both big fans epi- of the found episode seventy five. Episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Found Most episode. of the show is found episodes. <laughs> Discovered, <laughs> unearthed. Ar- wait, no. Um, what what does an archaeologist do? They, I guess they unearth. Yeah, I guess we already covered that. Yeah, um, this yeah, unearth, discover, retrieve, source, retrieved yeah. episodes. <laughs> so funny. It's like found. It's like they were never lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, you know what I want to do? I want to create a series called Found Media, but it's just like, like, like it's like Found Media. The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Of Time. Yeah. Found, found, found Media, The Matrix. <laughs> found Media, Sailor Moon. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Yeah. Amazing. And I just and I just talk about these things as though they have never been discussed before, as though they were lost. So Yeah, so anyways, so so Tom and I were talking about NES games, and he mentions to me Tecmo Bowl, and I was, I'm like, okay, I'm like, sure, whatever, I'm, I'll, I'll fuck, I'll fuck around with Tecmo Bowl. I bet it's better than Madden. Miles, this game is absolutely better than Madden, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Now, I, now everyone knows I'm a huge football fan. I know everything about 
The Bears, of course. Yeah, no, I absolutely not. I've known fucking nothing about the goddamn sport. I was into it for like one year when I was in like junior high. It was the year the Bears went to the Super Bowl. Like, oh no, trust me, I was 15. into, I was into football for one year because that was the year that the that I was at school in Boston and the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl. And well, and I thought I thought you and your 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 family were all Patriots fans. No, no, they actually hate that I like the Patriots. This is like a big <laughs> thing. Like my dad my dad is like I've never been closer to zoning you than finding out that you're a Patriots fan. Damn he's a, what, he's a fan what, what fan of they? the Jets. Jets fan uh, of the Jets. Yes. And that's why that's why he's so salty because they suck so much. Yeah, it's it's real it's a real shame. It's a real tragedy. But um so I boot up Tecmo Bowl, and within two games, Miles, two games, I have, I, I gotta be honest, I have never ejected from my fucking seat with pure hype playing a video game before. I'm talking, I'm, I'm, you, you know that fucking meme where it's like, what games make you go like this, and he's upright in the chair with the controller, and then he leans in with the controller? It's like, what games make you go like this, and you fucking jump out of your chair fucking five feet in the goddamn air? You're losing your goddamn mind because Walter Payton on the Chicago team, because there is no, uh... <laughs> Yeah, they didn't not, get the licenses for the teams. Yeah. But they did get the licenses for the players, which is really funny. Um Walter Payton just scored you a mad a big fucking turnaround touchdown, 60-yard fucking running, dodging every one of those pieces of shit on Miami. And it's just the biggest cum shit ever. And it's a game that is like rock paper it's like rock paper scissors meets like on the fly strategy meets like really fun simple like button inputs cuz like they fucking got miles they got a fucking football simulator to work with a d-pad and two buttons that's incredible to me that's incredible that's insane and like dude the play okay so when you're out in the field, there's ele- there's 11 guys on a football field, just in case you didn't know. Just in case you're a, a one of our European listeners and you know football or something else. American football, there are 11 players out in the, on the football field. You might know the and, sport as hand egg. Yes. And, Miles, I don't know if you fucking know this. All the individual little little guys on the field, in, in the back, in like sort of the background of the game, like in the obviously in the game's computing, it recognizes them as individual named players, and they have fucking different stats. You can't like see them, but Walter Payton can fucking juke. Like I mean, he can really fucking move. And then um, I think his name's Bo Jackson. I want to say his name is. He's on one of the teams, and he's like a iconically busted character in the game, where he just runs so fucking fast. That he can just score a lot of touchdowns off run plays. Um, each fucking... So, when you play the game, obviously you flop between o- offense and defense. They they simplify the playbook to where they give you four plays for offense and four plays to defense. And you pick them by pressing the A button along with the direction on the D-pad to select what you want. And typically, you get two plays that are runs and then two plays that are passes. Um... And your goal is to sort of, all right, what do I think the defense is going to do? 
And what can I do to, to best advance the fucking ball? Obviously, I'm just explaining fucking football right now. But the fact that this fucking NES game has me so fucking engaged when I'm playing against the go- Washington, uh, and which actually is the name of the fucking team now, so how about that? Uh, they did get that likeness, I guess. I mean, 30 years after the fact, but whatever. Just... Dude, it's so fun. I actually can't fucking believe how fun and engaging he is and how high octane and how into it I get. I feel like I, I, you, you channel, when you play Tech Mobile, you channel what it feels like to be a sports fan. When I got that Waller Payton touchdown to, you know, beat, again, beat Miami after getting creamed by them my first fucking game, it was, it was uh, amazing. It was amazing, and I felt I felt like I like I'm like oh I understand the kinship one feels with the sports team in football or basketball or whatever that they that they care about. I Dom feel ball. it. I dom ball when, when the when the Toon Squad co- makes that epic 1,000 point comeback in the second half. You know, as a Toon Squad faithful, as a Toon Squad homie, that really hit home for me, and the feeling I felt then. Is the feeling I felt when Walter Payton got that fucking touchdown for me against the against Miami, just um, just fucking awesome, dude. A great fucking game. And and the best part is when you throw the fucking ball to someone who's open, they catch the fucking ball. Whereas when you play fucking Madden, <laughs> yes, you can't. The ball it's it's just random. It's just fucking. Random Miles, have you played any Madden game in the last like three or four years? No, of course not. The last Madden game I played was on a PS3, so no. There, unfortunately, we had to drop this video for time. Tom and I were working on a Madden 21 video for Madden 20, excuse me, Madden 22 video for Turnstile, and we played it on Xbox One, uh, through like the EA Game Pass or whatever. So because you have like ten hours of play, so we played online and we played a like three or four games. And, dude, I could not catch the ball for the fucking life of me. Because there's no but- there's no button you press. You just gotta be close to the ball and fucking hope. And I kept getting fucking intercepted. It was fucking miserable. In NES, Tecmo Bowl, if you get intercepted, you fuck- Like, you know you fucked up the second you, like, press the button. Like, the millisecond after the ball leaves the quarterback's hands, you know- you fucking know if you fucked up or not, which I really appreciate because that allows me to like actually make fucking decisions on the field. And it's just so fucking fun. And there's a full, you get to play a full fucking season where you get to knock out all the other teams week by week, obviously two player multiplayer, which is great. Um, when, when you hit halftime in tech mobile, it plays like it has like NES, like really like, like uh detailed sprite work, eight bit sprite work of like like cheerleaders with her pom poms like this or whatever. And I'm just like, this is impressive. Like this is like a really like kind of a great like pretty this is a pretty nice looking game for I think eighty nine is when Tech Mobile came out. Maybe eighty eight, I'm not quite that, sure. That sounds right um, to me. Eighty nine. Yeah. Just such a what a what a fucking classic. What a classic. It's on Nintendo Switch online. So if you're not a PC fuck, you don't like emulating, you can emulate it on your on your Switch uh, and play it there with probably not fun input lag, but that's neither. These are the good. choices don't, you make. Don't, don't, 
sleep on. I'm so Miles. Can, can, uh, can I slightly transition to like a rant? Yeah, of course. About this. Yeah, of course. Because I, Forza Horizon Five, the embargo went up like a couple days, like a day or two ago, and all the reviews came out for it. Forza Horizon Five is sitting at like a like a ninety fucking two or three on uh, Metacritic, which is significant do, because of how many people and outlets review games. It's really hard to get in. It's really impressive. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think a ninety three might actually be like the the lowest possible number you could be rated to get into the Metacritic top one hundred. I think it's ninety four now. Uh, okay, oh. that would make sense. But either way, like that that gets it into the top one hundred and fifty, maybe that's, top two hundred oh, at most. Like, and absolutely. that's significant for any game that that did not come out between the years two thousand and seven and nineteen ninety six. That's significant. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly, right? So it's a it's a, it's a fucking huge 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 deal. And lots of, and a couple tens from major outlets, a couple and then lots of I've seen a ton of nine point fives, lots of nines. Well you know you know why this happened, Sam. You know this happened is that Death Stranding introduced racing into director's cut. And everyone played it. And they said even though the vehicle handling in this game is slow not very good. And Sam almost spit out his fucking beer when I, I referenced no, that. No, Miles, my stomach, I'm not even fucking you when I'm saying this, almost churned in on itself when you fucking said that. I reeled so fucking hard <laughs> from that from that <laughs> sentence that my stomach almost <laughs> fucking, like, like, went in on itself. <laughs> it's no, But Hideo Kojima did it. He did it. He legitimized the car game. The car game, as we exactly. Said he so would. thank you, as, as we said he would. Thank you, Hideo Kojima. Thank, thank you, thank you, Kojima-san. You are more than welcome on the podcast anytime, um, and I appreciate it. But so obviously, the fucking people who've played, the, the, obviously the, the critics who've played it, very, very, very hot on it. Think the game's fucking awesome. Um, I've been watching a lot, a couple of, cause I've been excited for the game. I've been watching a couple of YouTube channels dedicated to like Forza, Forza slash like racing game content. They're really hot on it. Forza Horizon 5 is a huge update, upgrade in terms of obviously graphics, of course. Uh, but also like sound, like apparently the big thing is like the cars sound 10 times better in five as opposed to four and the audio is not as compressed and, and stuff like that. And everyone's having, and everyone who's played it all thumbs and i see and i go on twitter of course the fucking hellscape and i just you know read through the replies and it's just all people just bitching and moaning about how like a car game can't be that good you know it's not a 10 it can't be a 10 it's like fuck you fuck you play the goddamn game expand your horizons uh and Play play the new fucking Forza game. And just just see. Just see. Give it a fucking chance. You know? This is an, a fucking open world game with with fucking missions and just shit you can fucking do. And the whole point is just to, to do it and to have fun. Because dr- the gameplay is fun. Driving a car is innately fun. It is probably one of the top five funnest things you can do in a video game outside of shooting, jumping, making decisions, and uh, something else. Um, it's innately fun. It's innately awesome. 
And I feel, and I hate, I hate it. I hate seeing people just like not, like not give it a chance. And Miles, I know how this ends. I know that in a week or two from now, come Game Award nominees, this game is not going to be nominated for Game of the Year. I know it in my heart to be true. It will not be nominated for Game of the Year, despite being probably one of the top five most highly rated games of the year. Metroid now, Dread I understand. will almost certainly be, be nominated, despite not actually making the critical threshold necessary. But, but did it? Because it, here's the deal. People are... Dread got the, the ninty bump hardcore. Like, we've talked about on the show how, how like, you, you and, and Tom, of course, think Dread is, like, around a 7. Which, for you, is fucking... Might as well be a fucking 9. It's the same fucking score, really. No, that's absolutely The IGN true. 9... The IGN, like, 9 and the Mile 7 are the same score. They're the same score. Uh, more or less, give or take, right? Is that... That's accurate, No, that's right? accurate. Like, it's absolutely accurate. And here's the thing. Like... The game, but the game's like actual Metacritic score does not reflect the game of the usual game of the year score. Like, mo like I genuinely think that for something to be nominated game of the year, it actually has to meet a certain critical threshold, a certain number of accolades. Like, I think that's how that works, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it real honestly, it kind of just like it just depends. So, typically, how it's shaken out is it's tip for for game of the year with specific, i'm specifically referring to the game awards by the way i don't really care about individual outlets they can do whatever they want um it comes out to about six nominees from i think since like 2017 they've been doing six um no 2018 they've started doing six because 2018 i remember was monster Hunter world celeste red dead 2 spider-man god of war and assassin's creed odyssey which is hysterical um, we could have just, we could have kicked that out and, and had that be the five. Um, it would have been a pretty stacked year too. It would have been a great year. That, yeah, honestly, right? Um, uh, I love fucking World Celeste's a great game. Spider-Man's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, good shit. I really want to go back to Red Dead Redemption 2, even though I'm not a super big fan of that. Well, actually, I, I found a way to make the gunplay like, apparently like five times better just by tweaking some settings. Um, so I want to go back to that. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, because here's the deal, Miles. I kind of feel like, I, I kind of want it to be nominated because I feel like it could be the year. Because this is not a, this is one of those years in gaming, which I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of like, where there is no obvious fucking, you know, like, like you know, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild's going to take it in 2017. It's like 20, so, yeah. it's so fucking obvious, right? Well, I, I liked, obviously, I liked 2019 where like, like there was no obvious game of the year. You had like a lot of these really weird picks where like Sekiro is an amazing game, but like the response yeah, absolutely. to, yeah, but the response to Sekiro was not Dark Souls. Like, like Dark Souls was like everything that year or like Witcher 3 in 2015. Like, like there, there are certain yeah, games Witcher that 3 like, is like, so it's like that you play and you're like, this is it. Like this is this is the one. Yeah, this yeah. is clearly it. This is this uh, is it. Yeah, twenty sixteen was a is a year similar to this. Yeah, where we we had like what yeah again, Doom, great games. Overwatch, like Doom, some good Overwatch, games, Titanfall two, lots of great stuff. But but the, it really would come. It really just kind of boil would boil down to like kind of your taste. Honestly, is twenty sixteen a twenty twenty one same thing. My game of the year is probably gonna it's end up as Returnal. I could very see it shaking out. For Metroid Dread, for a lot of people. Oh fuck! I, I just realized it out. it's gonna be Deathloop for SMT Five. No, 
No. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. So, oh, can I? Okay. We've been jumping around a lot, but I, I have a fucking theory that I've been sitting on about Deathloop for so long. So, Miles, Miles, have do you know anything about like the the industry discourse surrounding Deathloop? No, I don't. Please okay. fill me in. So basically, so the the long and short of it is, when the game came out, it got really, really high critical reception. IGN gave it a 10. and Actually, IGN actually also gave Forza Horizon 5 a 10, uh, which is very funny. Um, uh, which was that. And it had these really, really high marks. It was, again, nines, nines and tens for, for, uh, for Deathloop. And then the game comes out like a week later. People play it. More like people come online, like sort of the 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 B tier C tier like I'm not I'm not talking in quality in terms terms of like size like YouTubers and stuff were were coming out and giving finally actually giving their takes up with time with the game and criticizing it for for you know a new numerous amounts of of reasons um and just sort of being like it's not like bad but it's not really that good either and the no one's talking about this game anymore like it completely fell off the map no joke two and a half three weeks after it came out. But, that, but that's my high thing. Critical I wonder. I wonder if the the bubble, the bubble that decides these things, that actually cares about these things, now, will still hold on to Deathloop as so, this very so, strong contender. Now I will say this because this is the th- part no one's discussing, which is if everyone who's played the game feels this way, why did Deathloop get the nines and tens? And there's a lot of people who played this game who are like, I just don't get it, and. My and when I played the game, I was like, I I'm like I while I agree with you that this game is not a nine out of ten, ten out of ten. I far I fuck I don't even think it's like a, a seven or eight honestly. Uh, I un I actually totally get why how it got those numbers because you have to think about the people who were reviewing it for embargo probably got the game like maybe a week before it came out and binged it in like three to four days and let me in the death loop does a really great job at once the ball gets rolling a bit really sucking you in to, to in to the land of opportunity it gives you like eight to ten different leads you can follow and you're really just going through it but in reality it's this smoke and mirror shit where there's it's a linear fucking campaign that's masquerading as this time loop you're doing over and over again because you're just trying to meet rec- prerequisites to get every, the the dominoes in place for the run. The run cannot be completed in A B C D E F G order. It's just the run, and you have to build up to that. So it's a linear fucking shooting campaign that is just not as fun as like dishonored you know so it's just like a just it's just an okay shooter with like this gimmick that doesn't really mean anything but if you played the game in three to four days and you got really sucked into the playing it for probably eight hours a day and you're at your fucking computer and you're scrolling through the goddamn lead the leads and all this stuff you're you're really in the experience and i can see people who are really in that game for three to four days 
walking away being like, yo, that was an awesome experience. That was super immersive and I was really engaged the whole time and they give it the nines and tens. Like, so that I get, which is why we need to fucking sit on games and replay them for review. Like, I really try to do that with the stuff I do on Turnstile. Like, really try to dig into to a game and, like, what it offers and, like, really go back to it over and over again because de- if if more time was had on Deathloop, it would not have gotten the scores it did. That's my theory, anyways. Yeah, well, I, I did a lot of replaying of things this week. I did I did more, uh... Swan lost 77. I discussed that I was playing No Nut November on extra hard mode. Okay, very hard mode. Instant death mode, if you will. Yes. Because I played Midnight uh, Castle Succubus DX. Uh, and that game's good. I'm not going to talk too much about it. It's Castlevania 2 for the first half. It tries to be Symphony of the Night in the second half, and it's not as good, but it's still good. You should play it. Play it on Safer mm-hmm. Work if you don't care about uh, monster rape. Play it on Not Safer Work if you really want monster rape. And enjoy it. Simone's cute. Pixel art's really good. It's like a good little Castlevania adventure. It's very addicting. Music's good. Um, I'm sure it sounds like an 8 out of 10 to me, Miles. I, I think Judging it's a 7. Judging by your enthusiasm. I think it's a 7. I think it's a good game. But like, like the okay, reason cool. I'm, I'm trying to speed through it. I'm trying to speed through it. Because you and I know. You and I know the 30-minute review that I gave this game. I don't want to talk. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the game again. Yeah, and so, and so I'm not going to do it again. Play it yourself. I think it's a good game. It's fun. It's addicting. I've played it like two or three times already. It's great. But I said, that's not enough. That's not enough, man. I didn't even get mildly aroused that time. All right, I need, I need something bigger. I need to pull out the big guns, so I looked and I said, "What is? who made this game? Who made this? Who published it? Company called Critical Bliss, right? Yes. And so I look at their, at their page, and I say, okay, we got, some, we got some, some choice games. We got something called, like, Eroidica, which is like a, it's, it's like a, you know, pixel art. Like, it looks like Owlboy, but you have sex with monsters in the middle Dude, of stages. wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, pause. It looks like Owlboy? I don't know. Like, it's, like... Like, like owl boy owl, like like that. It's level? it's not as nice as owl boy, but it has these really detailed pixel art. Like the okay. thing about it, owl boy. I, I feel is, you. Owl, owl boy has has not just really detailed pixel art, but it, it also has a really visible art style. Whereas like this just feels like really like detailed, almost photorealistic pixel art. It's not. It, it doesn't pop as much. Like I don't know. It's it's very interesting. It's hard to explain, but it it feels like the pixel remaster, like the backgrounds. From the pixel remasters of Final Fantasy, where like it is this oh, sort yeah. of like they just render, like, yeah, like yeah, pixelated they just render. Like go over the, the yeah, they pixelate the PS One backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like like it looks good, but it, it looks it, it looks a little, a little weird. There's one game I need to play called Futa Cafe Dick and Dash. Oh, I saw this game. Cause I've scrolled through the I I I'm familiar with Critical Bliss. I recommended fucking Midnight Succubus to you. Yes. Um, yeah. I saw this game and one of the one of like two game names where I saw it and just like started laughing like like when I saw it that can you guess the other game? <laughs> um, ooh, is it also a is it also an H it's game? on Steam? Is it also an H game? One could say one could say it's an H game, but it's probably not like it's not H H. It's a not safe for work like sexual game, but I can't call it like an H game in good faith. Um, what is it? Cockhead. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. And, and hold on. Real real quick. Hold on. Miles, pull up Steam. Pull up Cockhead. You need to see this game in action. Because, it, gang, I can't. I'm not going to lie. When, when Cockhead is one of the most fluid animated games I've ever seen. It's, like, not even funny. Like, it, like, it's, like, like, it looks way too good for, for what it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, Jesus you see the Christ. fucking animation on this shit? Yeah. A very good like, frame rate. <laughs> like, dude, I don't, I totally forgot the name of the game. It was some wizard shit. It was it was some wizard shoot 'em like two D shoot 'em up that was in the style of Cuphead that had a Kickstarter like eight to ten months after Cuphead came out and everyone saw it and they were just like this is a cheap ass looking version of Cuphead. This game looks ten times better than what that was, but it still looks like shit. Like I don't know, it's interesting. Like it's it's got a good frame rate. That's the thing. This game has a stable frame rate, but the actual the animation, animation is 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 smooth like there's a lot of there's a lot of frames in the animation frames but in it yeah. they're not the animations aren't actually good like that's the thing they just have a lot of frames but it is just like it is it's just mesmerizing it's too it's too it high is... effort it's too high effort for what cockhead is but then you actually pay attention to the animations and they actually look really bad like it, it is this looks like it was all done with a tween tool oh a- absolutely but <laughs> Compared to, yeah, compared to other, like, flash running guns. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's much better. Wait, is that a fucking demo I saw for Cockhead? Um. Yeah. Wild fucking game. Seven bucks. Maybe it's good. Probably not. (laughs) It's probably not good. Let's be perfectly honest. So, so I said that's not enough. Now, I could have played Futa Cafe Dick and Dash, but I did not, and I should have. Instead, I said, you know what? I really liked Midnight Castle Succubus. Thought that was a great game. But there's this other game in the same style, same clearly same developer, because Critical Bliss is just a publisher. So I said, same developer, clearly. This, like, Pixel... I think his name is, like, Pixel Toki, is, I, if I remember from the credits. Yes. Yeah. So, Pixel Toki made another game called Castle in the Clouds. And this is the most non-indicative title I've ever seen. Because, man, I have not been to this fucking castle yet, and I've been playing for two hours, but you know what? It's fine. So, so let me let me give you the rundown. So, Midnight Castle Succubus is Castlevania II Simon's Quest, which should be called Castlevania II Dracula's Curse, but Castlevania III is called Castlevania III Dracula's Curse, when it should be called Castlevania III Trevor's Quest. But that's neither here nor there. So, playing the game, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing this Midnight Succubus game, having a good time, and I said, okay, well, this Castle in the Clouds game, it's, it's if, if Midnight Succubus... Or Midnight Castle Succubus is Castlevania 2. This is Symphony of the Night. Sam, this is not Symphony of the Night. I don't know what this is. But it's not Symphony of the Night. It's one of the most crazy, like, mixtures of game I've ever seen. Because it doesn't play anything like Symphony of the Night. It plays more like Circle of the Moon, if anything. Oh, okay. But it also does not take place on a cohesive map. It's got a Shovel Knight-esque overworld map. Oh, you, go where around, you select levels? You select levels, yeah. Interesting. But to select the levels, you have to pay for them at the guild hall to do a guild hall quest. 
So eventually your map just gets more and more filled out with these levels from the guild hall. And then on top of that, there's boobies. So, so like... <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot this was an H game. Yeah, so the game begins immediately. Your main character's name is Lily. And by the way, there's an option for a safer work version and a not safer work version. Um, and so, of course, I picked the not safer work version because that's good content, baby. Let's go. So, and also, this is Hatsune Miku's crack house. We don't play the safer work version. Yeah, it's not unless, Hatsune unless Miku's the Playhouse. Unless the difficulty gets harder. Yeah, I did play the safer work version of Midnight Castle Succubus because the actual inst- the instant death mode is an actual instant death mode as opposed to a Ghosts and Goblins-esque two-hit and you're dead mode where she just gets naked when you get hit too many times. And by the way, the safer work mode is insanely high effort because there are some bosses that are just sexy, topless ladies, right? And if, if, the, if the developers, for whatever reason, said, okay, there's nothing to censor on these characters, it's just a naked woman, they just make another monster. And they just Whoa, replace seriously? the monster. Yeah. So, like, so one of them is, like, this sexy mud woman, right? Like, she's just, like, generic sexy mud man woman. And so the sprite is replaced with, like, a generic spooky mud man who's all wiggly and shit. Or, like, there's this one that's, like, a lady centaur. And instead of giving the centaur a bra, they just replace her with a minotaur. And it's just a completely new enemy. Or, like, there's this one that's, like, a living statue, and she's topless. So instead of just giving her a chest piece, they make it, like, a headless statue. Like, they they, they worked hard, man. They worked hard to censor this game. It's really funny. Yeah. Um. So so I'm playing, I'm playing Castle in the Clouds. And this game is a comedy goldmine, Sam. Because immediately the, the start of the game is, is you play as this girl named Lily. And on the Safer Work version, and I did test the, the Safer Work version. On the not Safer Work version of the game, you start the game. Instantly, Lily is asking for it. <laughs> like, I don't say that lightly. But, but like, this is the first time in which, in which some of the events of this game, the loot events of this game happen. And I just went... Yeah, what did you expect? What did you expect, Lily? You look you're walking around like that. Like what are you doing? <laughs> like This is something I would never say. I would never say it about anyone except for Lily. Yeah. Lily is wearing what I can only describe as underpasties. <laughs> because they're these like this it's like this brassiere that only covers the nipples and then goes under the breasts. And the rest of her... Sh- and there's just no shirt. It's just all breasts. Okay? And then she's wearing... Like, oh, you know, my kind of- fucking God. Yeah, you looked it up. She looks... You? Okay, so so for reference, she looks kind of like Ivy from, yeah, from Soul, Soul Calibur. Like, like that like Ivy drip from Soul Calibur. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Damn. So, so be- the beginning of the game happens. You're going through the, the woods, right? And you're trying to catch this like perf, this bandit, who's sort of like a uh, you know like like risky, risky from um, uh, Shantae. Yes. So you go into the woods, and this is in the trailer. Th- this scene is really funny because it's in the trailer. You you go through the woods. Eventually, you enter a shack, and there's just ten men next to her. It's like it's like the Piper, like the Piper, the Piper uh, Perry image. meme. <laughs> Piper Perry. <laughs> meme. I just saw it. I just saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's her getting yeah. Yeah, and, damn, and this, you see damn, that. This see, th- yeah, this animation's legit, dude. This animation's yeah, fucking you, legit. You see that in the trailer, and you're like, that's a rape. And and it is a rape. Um, the rape scenes in this game are confusing. There's some gameplay elements to them, and I don't understand them fully. Yeah, uh, here comes the rope, am I right? Here comes the rope, ladies and gentlemen. So, so basically, when you enter one of these H scenes, you can either press X to to cancel or to 
escape. But when they say escape, they mean escape the window. It's like pressing the, the X tab on a window. That's what they mean by escape. It's to turn the scene off and to finish the scene early. And then you can press A to finish, which raises a meter so that you can see what you just saw again. And I have a theory as to why this is, Sam. Because your options are X and C. So it's clearly showing you the keyboard shortcuts. So you press X on your, on your, uh, you know, on your Xbox controller, like I have, and it closes the window. And you press C, which I assumed must have been the A button, and it, and it scrolls backwards through the scene. That's say, yo, yo, hold on, hold on, let's take a second and appreciate what, what's happening here. Um, uh, by the way, the, the guy, the guy is, uh, Pixel Teishoku. Teishoku, thank you. It, it, uh, yes. What's his name? And and I want to say this because on the on Lost seventy seven, I talked about my love of Deep Space Waifu. Deep Space Waifu has not only one handed mode. They later in the second game, Flat Justice onwards, they introduce a mode where you can use just the mouse and it's called left-handed mode specifically for the lefties of the world that's me baby let's go that's me too man that's me too and i really fucking appreciate that shit you know man i was wrong about accessibility miles i was wrong about accessibility this shit's great Sam, Sam, th- that's the thing. But that's a real accessibility. Oh, he's, he's, he's thinks what what he said is real funny because he just fucking left. He left the scene. He was laughing too hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a real accessibility feature, not this difficulty shit. Yeah. Uh, I am mad because if you set the game to very hard, you die in one hit. But it's not called instant death mode anymore, and that's just not as much fun, man. That just ain't it. That um, ain't Village of Shadows. No, that you ain't know? Village of Shadows. You know, I, I want to, I want a good. Want a good mode? Maybe, maybe it's it's called instant climax or something. I don't know. Something. Give me some. Give me anything. Pixel to to Takeshi. Jesus Christ. Takeshi. Where the Ta- fuck did uh, you come te- from? Takeshoku. Takeshoku. Pixel Takeshoku. So so instantly she gets gang banged by ten fucking thieves, right? And then she's yeah. rescued by a fat bastard who says, "Hey, if you want to work, I need to feel them titties." So you gotta let him fill your titties to to be able to access the rest of the game, um, and and so there's one. I, I talked to this woman and she says, "Oh, to become a, even if you want to sell your body, you don't have enough lust." And I went, "What the fuck? What the fuck does that mean?" So I paused the game. All right, attack, defense, vitality, strength, constitution, intelligence, lust. Is lust just luck? That's just a stat. That you have, and you okay. gotta you gotta raise your 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 lust to ten points in order to become a prostitute, where you can make some side money by sucking cocks, which is a feature in this game. So you let this guy grope you, and he gives you permission to work in his town, and you work as a mercenary. Now Lily is not dressed for her job. Lily is dressed to breast boobily downstairs, but. You know, but but she, God dang it, she's gonna she's gonna bedonk her way through town and and uh, and tit her way up the ladder. That's what she's gonna do. So yep. you go back just to like the Hollywood, am I right, Miles? Just like Hollywood, baby. Yeah, no, that's ex- this game is the perfect Hollywood parable. 
And by the way, the plot to this game is so cool because I read some books in this game. Uh, there's some books. Wait, that, wait, wait, hold on. This this game's got Skyrim lore books. Yes, it's got Skyrim lore books. And and the plot line is once there was a castle in the sky, and the castle lost its magic ability and fell. But it fell so hard from the atmosphere that it drilled into hell. And the castle is is now in hell. And then the next thing is that there was a guy who who went to heaven. It's called Heaven's Repatriate, Shadows of Death Stranding. So you read these things, and the guy says, I just came back from heaven. Heaven is a place where people are nonstop horny and aroused all the time. You can fuck, and you never get soft. And the guy said, I saw people fucking in the streets. I saw people fucking everywhere. I have never seen a more degenerate place. So I leapt from the clouds and returned to Earth. Which, that's fucking metal. Because that means that's, that the that's some Mormon shit. That's yeah. some Mormon shit right there. Much respect to that. Living your entire fucking life. Only realize, heaven's a fucking sham. This shit's a fucking... This shit is a fucking rave nightmare. And <laughs> it's like rainforest, but in the clouds. Yes. And and sanctioned by God. <laughs> so he left heaven to return and to warn us, guys, it ain't worth it. There's just too much going on. And then the last book in the hall was a girl say, was Lily saying, oh, my God, this is a filthy magazine. What? It goes in that hole. But they're both men. And then I got a plus one lust point because Lily got turned on by gay porn. And so by I some said, yaoi? By a yeah, little yaoi? And so I said, this game is it, dude. This game is it. So first of all, I just want to say, you start the game instantly. Lily is the fucking slowest character in video game history, dude. Lily is the slowest video game character in history. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, where's the dash shoes? Fucking Simone Belmond was faster than this, and she and she fucking moves as fast as Simon Belmont, who is who is the previous slowest character in video game history. <laughs> the man fucking marches like Elmer Fudd, dude. What? Yep. Where the fuck, <laughs> dude, Lily can't fucking outrun Elmer Fudd. It's Wabbit season, and she's on the menu, dude. Like so, I'm yeah, I'm just, more like Wabbit season. More like Wacket season. Wet ass pussy. Oh, wet ass pussy. I get it. I get it. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. So then I got raped by ten people, and then I got a quest that said, "Hey, go fucking kill them all." And this shit's awesome. This shit's awesome because you go back to the woods, and you meet Risky from Shantae, and she's like, "Boys, get him again. Rape him. Rape her again." And so what happens is you got to fight like thirty guys. Um, and at the beginning of the game, you can select sword or whip. And 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 th that's your starting weapon. I assume you get other weapons, right? So I pick whip because I use swords way too often. Why the fuck would I ever want to use another sword? And dude, it is so much fun to just fucking whip three of these fucking bandits in the face. It's fucking awesome. And so you beat them all. Then you beat the boss. And when the boss is defeated, her fucking health bar disintegrates. Once it's empty, it just breaks apart. And it's awesome. Oh, that, dude, that's a nice touch. I love yeah. shit like that. Oh, no, this this game is vastly improved from Midnight Castle Succubus, even though Midnight Castle Succubus is awesome. It's just, like, presentation-wise. The music, dude. The music in this game is so fucking good. Oh, my God, dude. I can't do it. So then you go inside, and all the men are like, she's too strong, and she's like, and, and the woman, the Risky from Shantae, is like, no, go and rape her. And then they go, 
what if we rape you instead? And I'm like, you just thought of that? There's like 10 of you. You just thought of that? You didn't think you didn't think to do this before? So then you get a you, you get a very cathartic sequence where the woman who got you raped gets raped instead. And it's and it's so like it's so vile and terrible, but like in a black comedy kind of way, where where it reminds me of Redo of Healer. This is what Redo of Healer was meant to be, baby. This yeah. is what it was meant to be. And and I'm just gonna say up front. Like, I thought, like, okay, this game is just sleazy. No, this is a comedy game, dude. I'm Like, it is actually a comedy game. Because in the second level, you go to the Haunted Mansion. And in the Haunted Mansion, there's just these tentacles with, like, hearts over them. And I'm like, okay, this is an enemy, but they look different. They got these hearts. What's going on? You jump into them. You get groped by the tentacle, and it's a whole H scene, right? But then, when you exit the scene... She does a screen-clearing flash, screams etchy, and you get plus one lust point. So the way to become a prostitute is to grind in the haunted mansion against rape tentacles. It's just every time you see them, don't kill them. Jump right at them. Let them fondle your breasts until they ejaculate on your breasts. And as a reward, you get a screen-clearing etchy scream. And then you get to the boss, by the way, the boss of yeah. the haunted castle, and she's just this giant blue woman, like genie from from Aladdin, right? And there are no platforms in the room, except for her giant titties. So you pull, you stand on her huge boobs and just start fucking whipping her in the face, and that's how you beat the boss. Is you stand on her tits, and when you jump, of course, they fucking wiggle all over the place. My my like mouth is like locked agape right now. Yeah. No, this game this game's a masterpiece so far. I can't wait for it to suck. Um in the end, but it's a masterpiece so far. Yeah, so anyways, by by throwing myself at enough tentacles, I was able to get enough lust points to become a prostitute, and I got a thousand gold for sucking a guy's dick. I just bought the game. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck I just, yeah. I literally, in that last 15 seconds, I just bought the... The the funny thing is, I got an H scene where this guy is just standing. He says, oh, don't mind me. He's just standing at the bottom of the stairs. And when you climb the stairs, you get an H scene of him looking at your butt. This game is a masterpiece. It, it is a comedy masterpiece. It's... Yeah, it's, no, this is it, Luigi. This is fucking it. <laughs> it's a rape, Luigi. She didn't ask for it. I drugged her. <laughs> <laughs> so so i said i gotta play the not safer work version. i gotta play the safer work version because this game is too not safer work to like to, to have a, a, a reasonable safer work version yeah so so instantly lily enters the screen breastily boobing as she did before the same outfit so i'm like okay so when they said this is safer work they didn't mean it they didn't mean it they're still gonna. They're still gonna put her in this fucking whore's outfit. No, no. So what they meant, what they meant, Miles, was that it was going to skirt the line of PG thirteen, but it would not breach the the arbitrary, arbitrary bullet points that get shit in our rating in movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, Sam. The gangbang scene was not an arbitrary line. It was uh, that was it's pretty hardcore R-rated. So in in the safer work version, you go into the the thing, she's surrounded by 10 men and like Pepper Piper or whatever her name is. Piper Chapman. Piper Perry. 
Piper Piper Harry. Chapman is the main character of <laughs> Orange is the New Black, the Netflix hit show that nobody liked after season three. Yeah, shouts out. Shout out to Shout that's, out. By the way, Shout the, out to prison, am I right, man? <laughs> by the way, that's the story of all Netflix shows is after season three. N- never has anyone said, besides maybe Bojack Horseman, never has anyone said, oh yeah, after season three, the show is really good. There's never been a Netflix original that made it to three seasons and and everyone didn't hate it by that point. Like even Black Mirror, like everyone hates the seat. The Dude, you're Black so Mirror. right. Dude, you're yeah. so right. I'm right. Just just cancel the show. After three seasons, just cancel the show. Go out on a high note, man. That's the or, end. Or, yeah, may, maybe it was maybe it was a good thing that American Vandal got canceled after two seasons, even though that was fucked up and wrong of them to do. Maybe it was the right move, even though a college documentary would have been great from them. But whatever, man. I'm not mad about it. It's fine. It's better to have a. It's better to have two good seasons than two good seasons and then one bad season. That's how I feel about Portal. Miles, that's exactly how I feel about Portal. I never want to see fucking Portal Three. Portal One and Two are great. Leave it be. There's nothing more to add. There's nothing more to add. The idea has run course. So in summation, they rob you. You get robbed. They just say, "Give us your valuables." And then the, a screen goes black, and it said, and then she got knocked out, and they stole her things. And then nothing more happened, and I was like, this is, this is funny. Like, like the fact that they even were like, let's just make a safer work version at all, even though no one's going to play it. And, and we're going to put some serious fucking effort into it. So I want to see the titty boob boss. I want to see if, if, if I can still stand on her giant boobies. I, I want to see if, if, if uh, you know... If, like what happens to their boss if they if they just run her out of the they run her her mean old but batuti out of the out of the cabin they say no more we're going on strike we're having a labor strike and and that's the safe for work version it resolves non-confrontationally and and no 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 one's virginity is taken and 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 and, and who cares so um and by the way this is not Lily's first time. There's no way her dressing like that. There's no fucking way it's her. But yeah, so I'm I'm dude, I'm like so excited to play more. This game's awesome so far. Um it's not anything like Symphony of the Night. It's very, I don't know, very level by level. It's it's got those map kind of elements. Oh, and they give you the they give you the double the double jump, the the double speed tap shoes and the yeah. wall jump in the same area. Oh, awesome. They just kit you the fuck out immediately. Yeah, I'm so, so I'm curious about this when it comes to to doling out like abilities like this in a game. Do you would you do you like how games like this where like they limit your abilities for like at the start of the game and then you sort of build out a kit and but but not in Metroidvanias in like a more in the more linear games because I think about like. Cyber Shadow, how Cyber Shadow, like, you beat a boss, you get something new to add into your arsenal. That becomes, and they add in hazards and enemies that are best taken care of by the abilities later on in late later levels. You know, Do you I, like I that, really or you know. rather just be fully kitted be early on? I, I mean, I'd rather it be fully kitted, or at the very least, the levels progress in such a way where, where the power-ups that you do get and like just make the game more interesting but like not allowing me to dash at the start of the game sucks right like it it would 
It'd be like if you had to clear 1-1 before they let you run in Super Mario Bros. Like, that would suck, right? Yeah, right. Or like in Mega Man X, if they held the they if they if held the dash off until, for example, you kill one of the bosses. Now, oh, that fuck you. Terrible. Fuck you. That would be terrible. Fuck off, Miles. It's such a bad decision, Sam, and you know it's a bad decision. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't stop the game from being fucking great. It's such a... It's oh, no, of, thi- course, of course not. Like, it's, yeah. it's it's just... It's it's the only it's the only significant flaw in what I think is otherwise, like, a pretty flawless video game. Yeah, it's fucking, fucking great. And, like, my, honestly, it's, it's kind of what makes, like, Mega Man X2, like, X2 is... Mega Man X2 genuinely might be the most, like, un- like when it comes down to a, like, underrated video game of all time. Because I genuinely believe X2 is beat for beat, like, on the level of X1 in quality. Yet just never gets the praise equivalent to X1. It's because um, a moron didn't make a video essay about it. That's why. Yeah. Dude, it really, it really is. The video essay is just determined. It ju- they just determined that Croc is not as good as Banjo-Kazooie. They just decided that. It was not as much of a success. Oh, despite man. those games selling the exact same amount of units. Oh, I've... Oh. Anyways. Oh, I, I love I, that. Dude, that Sunday... I Don't ask how I dis- remember that that discourse happened on a Sunday. Had me cackling, dude. I was laughing all fucking day about Croc and Banjo. So funny. Say, yeah. Croc sold, yeah, for the record, yeah, Croc has sold like twice as much as Banjo has or something like that. Is there twice as much as this? The, yeah, both sold three million. Yeah, the only difference is that, yeah, uh, Croc was on PlayStation. PlayStation has three times as much, uh, had, had three times the amount of consoles and, and the wild N64 did, so. Um, yeah. Very funny. Croc's okay. I gotta be... I, can I keep it 100 with you, Miles? I wanna like Croc, but I can't bring myself to do it. Hey, okay, hold on. My, let me ask you a question, Miles. Because we, we got some time. What are some games you really wanna like? For whatever reason, you really wanna like, but you you just you just you just can't. For for like for either issues with the game that you just can't you can't get over or you can't bring yourself through, or whatever reasons. What games do you want to like but you just you just fucking can't? Well, ignoring the obvious answer, um, I mean that's a good question actually. I mean I guess the obvious answer is the only one I have. It's Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is it for you? Is the one you yeah no one hundred percent because I love everything about that game except for the act of actually sitting down to play it. Yes, you know it's graphics, atmosphere, writing, the mechan- even the mechanics. Like I like all the mechanics. I just I don't. They didn't. Two years is not a lot of time for a game of that scope. They just didn't have enough time. Yeah, it's not. It didn't turn out as well as as well as it should have, and that and that and that bothers me. It's you know it's, sorry it's guys. What, Majora's Mask is a, is an unfortunate catch twenty two where. It is the way it is because it was only developed in a year, but it is the quality that it is because it was only developed in a year. It, yeah, it's like and, one and of that's those the thing. Up things. Yeah, well, what I what I will say is this: the game would have been less special if it was not developed under those time constraints. And so, it's a net positive for all the people who aren't named Miles J. Uh, and so, I'm I'm happy that they have that version of the game. 
Um, I'm mad that the 3DS version is a complete fucking sidestep instead of actually doing any of the things that would what a waste. the fucking a, a tra- game. Yeah, what, what a, a waste, waste of time. What an what actual a waste. waste of time. Because they didn't fix any of the of the of the actual problems that the game has, like the just the excessive I mean, the only one they did was the excessive amount of um of, of cutscene transitions between certain things. Like yeah. the stone tower is less awful because of that. But like everything else is more tedious. They they just made it worse. And like it sucks because because like I mean, really the only the only issues with that game are well. I mean, what one of? I mean, it's balancing, balancing, um, just enemies like, just generally not being that in tune with the game design and your kit. Like, I mean, there's just a lot of things that they, you know, they could have done to like soften things up, and they just, they didn't. They just, yeah, just made it worse because Aonuma sucks. Um, long live, long live Fuji Bayashi. I I have mine that that my my one though I'm like I I I fucking wish I liked this like as much as everyone else that like I I it's it would be so much better my life would be so much better like if I liked this game in terms of like discussing games and it's control it's remedies control because let me tell you Miles there's a lot there's a lot of aspects about control I adore i fucking love i love the fact that it is a 25 million dollar video game that looks and feels on the level of a true triple a quality game it control is fucking proof that you can make a game that's not fucking 200 million dollars like Sony does with all their with how they've operated in the last like two years to be really successful and to have a game make a profit and look great and be awesome like I don't know if you know this fun fact about control by the way Miles sound effects all sound effects are from scratch they didn't use a single royalty sound effect for anything they did it all and because they knew it would give the game a distinct flavor and feel, and it does. It totally was worth it. But it was some. But you think about that, right? Like the game is, when it comes down to in the grand scheme of AAA games and how how expensive they are, really cheap. Yet it's a really great quality game. Again, 12, 15 hours, a story that's interesting, looks fucking stunning, and they're really smart decisions to like. Set it in office, relatively like minimalistic color scheme. Again, made decisions to make it look pretty, but in the scope of what Remedy was able to achieve with their budget and manpower and time. But the game is just not as fun as I want it to be. It's not fun. It controls, ironically, kind of shitty. Yeah, gunplay is kind of shitty. Psychic powers are kind of shitty. Everything's kind of shitty. Yeah, it's just kind of whack, and it's just like it's just a kind of like a like uh, the uh, like honestly like shout out Race Vic. He has an awesome review on Control that basically sums up my entire opinion on like the entire game in like twenty five minutes. Like all this shit's awesome, but just the gameplay just is not there. It's just it's the Rockstar problem, honestly. Where, like, all these elements, story, world, aesthetic, like, sound like sound design, soundtrack, visuals, all this stuff is amazing. And then when it comes down to actually, like, playing the game, okay, fine, or, like, not great. 
Because, like, that's how I feel about Control. It's, like, whatever. But it's, like, man, I wish this was fun. Like, I wish this was really fun. Because then I'd be so into that game. And it would be a great point for me to point to. To be, like, this is a game that was cheap to make. That was really successful. And really proves that you can do a lot with little. But I can't in good faith say that. Because I'm not as hot in the game as, as most people. So I mean, that, that would be my, my, answer my thing that is that my thing is that even the like the bosses are just terrible. Like they're just awful. They just did not design bosses that worked with the with the gameplay because they design these giant bosses. They have to look up towards, but then they always have attacks that happen on the ground that you can't fucking see because you're aiming upwards with the fucking camera. Yeah, just it's, like it's, just like all this little shit. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it, yeah, it's so it's so funny. I really, I I can't wait for you to get a PS Five Miles in twenty twenty three when they're available publicly for p- real p- human beings to just buy it on demand. Um, so you can finally like play Returnal because Returnal literally is Control but Control good. Like it's like it's like it plays like Control if Control had gr- like incredible gunplay and incredible like movement and feel like it's it's this it's like the same type of like shooting and like the ability to move in third person and like it has a similar type dash but the 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 moment to moment feels just so much better well sam we have 15 minutes left which is great <laughs> that limits me that limits me it's, it's time, time for our it's time to address High Guardian Spice. Sam, please recap what you know of my experience with High Guardian Spice. Okay. Because you can do it faster than I can. Absolutely. So I'll knock this out real quick. So first of all, I was the one who who made you watch this. Let me also publicly apologize to you, Miles. Like, you're my You didn't make me watch friend. this. You didn't make me watch this. Don't yeah, worry. but, like, I brought it to your attention, and, and you got the idea in your head to watch for this show. And for that, I, I have to kind of apologize. I'm sorry, man. I, I you know I appreciate that. I Thank didn't you mean very much. I, I, you know you're my fucking friend and I love you, man. I'm not just, mad at you, Sam. Here's the thing: I'm not mad at you, but I, it, it is nice to have this apology, regardless. It shows that you care. So so anyway, so I now for the record, I did not seek out Guardian Spice on my own. I just happened to find a uh, like YouTube. I was scrolling through, got recommended a, a 12 minute video. By the way, shout out to the channel called the Spilling uh, Spilling the Milk is the name of the channel. There. Last time I checked, they were 22,000 subscribers, so they're a relatively small uh, channel. Uh, they've done multiple videos reacting to High Guardian Spice. That's gotten them a lot of uh, um, view- views and-, and people seeing their channel. Really funny reactions, and I wanted to shout them out because they were the ones who introduced me to like the actual show. Because I didn't actually know that this was finished and really came out. Because it got announced in 2018, and everyone shat on it, and then it, it, it got away. announced in like 2013 or 2014. I was in I was in college when this got announced. I was in college. No, it was 2018. No, there, Be- no, because I, I I remember it was earlier. Now, when there's an easy solution to this, Sam, and I know what it is. It's called fucking Wikipedia. Google. Yes, I remember it being announced sometime. In like August of 2018, because I remember Digibro had a super viral video. I'm sorry, the artist formerly known as Digibro, um, formerly like made a, a a viral video about Crunchyroll being shitty because High Guardian Spice got announced, and everyone was like, "What the fuck? What is this?" 
Like, what is um, happening in, here? In 2013, Rodriguez first came up with the idea for the show and pitched it to Frederator Studios, but it was rejected. It was later pitched to Crunchyroll in 2016, developed into a comic in 2017, and repitched in 2018. Oh, that's why I know it. Okay, so we're, it probably... well, I guess we're both right? Yeah, the show began production in 2017. According to yeah. the resume of Claire Stenger, a co-producer, writer, and co-story editor for the show, fire her. She worked on pitch documents, helped with VO sessions, gave notes, and helped with the writing. Fire her. So, now, so, now, now so, to, so to bring it back, to bring it back. So I watch like six minutes of the, the first, of watching Spilling the Milk react to like the first episode. And they're playing some clips, and I am like, oh, no. Like, holy shit. I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to not non-gaming media. So when you got me being like, dude, what the fuck? I knew it was some bad shit. So I send this shit to Miles. I'm like, Miles, High Guardian Spice is insane. The sound mixing is so fucked. It's, I just... I can't believe they spent Crunchyroll subscription money that they conned people to giving them because it's going to support the anime industry. Um, and they went and spent who knows how many dollars on on this shit. So you watch the first episode. You you say, dude, Sam, you're absolutely right. Holy fuck. But after a few more episodes go by, hour and a half later, you say, Sam, this has ascended to a four out of ten. No, I said, Sam, boring. this has ascended from terrible to boring. To boring. And that's that's the rest of the narrative. That's all I know. So please fill me in and fill the rest of the audience in about High Guardian Spice. Well, you did you did miss the DM that I sent you uh, the night after I finished it with just the words, 2 out of 10. Did you actually send that to me? Yeah, it's a, it was at one seventeen a.m. on November fifth, twenty twenty one. I <laughs> you it's did right after send I call out of ten. You did it's right send after two I out called of 10. someone. It's right after I called someone Black Steven Universe. Yeah, but but this guy this guy's first of all not even as as iconic looking as Steven, so fuck him. Well, of course not. Fuck that kid. No, but he he literally is Steven Universe. Like everything about him is is just they wanted to make Steven. But yeah. So so th- this show is funny. This show is funny. Um because the 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 trailer that they showed was like this like shitty garbage trailer where <laughs> where they just had like gay flute music. <laughs> like gay gay as in merry. Gay as in merry flute yeah. music. That's totally what I mean. Uh, and um, and it's just like, yeah, it multi- can be gay. It could be gay and gay at the same time. It could be gay and gay at the same time. You're right. Um, but it would be gay flute music because everyone on the show is fucking gay. Like that. That and they made it very clear. By the way, they made it very my, clear my, that, that the whole writers' room was women. I, my, Miles, was I would have. I... <laughs> Sam, do you want? Do you want to take this? Because I know you got spice. God damn it! God fucking damn it! <laughs> Dude, I know you got spicier, Sam. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. Here's the deal. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. If if any piece of media, be it a game, movie, television series, anime, whatever, is, is advertised, not pitched by a friend or family member or pe- person online, but pitched by the, the, the people making it. 
as this is a very diverse work or the people who are working on this are very diverse and it shows you a room of nothing but white women with with diverse colored hair um run go the opposite way exit out of your computer tab of choice this way to the egress and 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 uh go go elsewhere because let me tell you something because anything that is pitched on diversity is lacking in quality because if it had quality it would have pitched you quality they would have pitched you that it was good not that it was made by a room full of women not to say that a room full of women can't make a great fucking cartoon well, you can say that. But I the think chances that a room are, women can't make a good cartoon because I just saw High Guardian Spice. That and and that's what's fucked. Is that not the most fucked shit? That this just hurts the cause, right? That is like is like you you pitch it like this and it sucks. Like, dude, say, dude, Marvel's Re- Eternals recently. Sorry to current events people, but like, this is the lowest rated Marvel movie. This shit. Hurts the cause because when you pitch shit on diversity and people associate this film with diversity and then they see it and it sucks, you know what that causes people to think? It causes people to think diversity equals shitty. And that's that's fucked up. Right, Miles? That's fucked. Yeah. And that's exactly so, what happens. That's exactly what fucking happens. Meanwhile, if you pitch something on it being good... And you advertise it as being something of quality, and it is of quality. These el- the the diverse elements you wanted to include in your stuff is gonna go a lot further, and is gonna connect with people in a meaningful way, and is gonna do a lot more for 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 this this meta thing you're trying to do. Because I'm not, I wouldn't go as far to say that like High Guardian Spice was made for the specific intent that. That for for like to give a diverse group of people like a, a chance to make something, I wouldn't say that. But but there's a meta goal when you make something with the diverse audience to get people to connect with it. But make something that's good first, and people will see it, and people will connect with it. So so here here's the thing, Sam. And I get, and you know what? Fuck it. This is gonna be as long as it has to be because Go I have, off, I, King. Go I got off, shit King. to do. I got shit to talk about. Um, so this, they, they made very clear, this is a room filled with women. This writer's room is full of women, except of course for Ray Rodriguez. Now, Ray Rodriguez is the creator of the show and turns out, oopsie, he's a trans male. So already you got, yeah. So already you got, and, and this, yeah. And, and this is, this is where I want to point out that just doing this shit is garbage and it's bullshit never say oh we have an all-female whatever cast because you know what one of them might be a trans male and now you look like a transphobe for saying that shit wait wait hold on hold on hold on hold on did did uh uh ray rodriguez did you say was the name yes did uh did he transition between the last like two years production yeah it seems mid-production i i won't get mad at that I won't get mad at that. No, I'm not going to get mad at but that. But that's the point, right? Like, that's the point I'm trying to make is that is that is that that is already a dated statement. Yeah, that is already a dated statement because two years 
down the line of the production. And, and, and let's just remove the idea of someone transitioning from that. Two years down the line of the production, they might hire a man. Now you don't have an all-women's writer's room anymore. All right? Sure. Now you just don't. And, and this thing that maybe people were excited about or were hype about is no longer true. And that's the and and that's the issue with pitching these things like this, like especially in a world where where gender identity changes for so many people. You know, I'm sure Ray Rodriguez really fucking doesn't appreciate that now. Now that that now that they're uh you know now that they're a trans man, they probably don't really appreciate being a, a member of the all women's writing team. That's probably yeah. fucking exactly what they don't want. <laughs> like that must that that just really sucks, don't it? Um. I'm just. It like really is. It really point. is lose lose on, I uh, I uh, uh, from every angle. I guess. Yeah, maybe just maybe just don't. Just be like, yeah, we have a writers' room of very smart, sensitive individuals. A fan of animation. How anime. about how about you you make something that's good, and then it's and then and then it's uh like you know. Like some shit like fucking Parasite or even fucking Squid Game, which I know like, you know, you weren't super hot on, but it's clearly connected with a lot of people. Yeah, no, people love Squid Game and, and, it's, and it's, because, it's because it's interesting and it works for them. I don't have a problem It's with that. interesting. And you know what? Squid Game at the very least has has introduced people to to a a a style of Korean storytelling that's different from what they see. You know that were from what they from what they normally normally see, like that this shit is good. This shit is good, but the product has to be good. The art has to be good. The for, chicken has to be good. The chicken has to be good for the for the perspective that it brings from you know whatever the background of who of the of the party making it. And the quality of the product has to be good in order for people to really resonate with it. And the worst case scenario, you have a situation like Harry Guardian Spice where this just. I feel like hurts that cause a lot. Yes. And we haven't even begun talking about the content. So I'm not. I'm audio not mixing too... is awful in that first episode, dude. It is unacceptable, is throughout, actually. Audio mixing is awful throughout the entire series. Oh, wow. It never gets better. There, there are some people, and I'll have to send you certain lines and certain line reads that I'm just like, I cannot believe that they didn't just think to normalize the audio. Y- yeah, right. Is, Make sure is, that everything is, sounds the same, roughly. Because what I noted in in the clips and stuff I saw, again from watching reaction videos, was that the dialogue is really low, like low in the mix, and the music is really overpowering. Oh um, no, I had the opposite experience where the dialogue is low in the mix, and then the music is barely fucking audible in the mix. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But there are some people who just talk so low, and ironically, you can't hear them over the low music. That, fuck. So, okay. Okay, maybe we had the same problem, and then I just heard a, like, I maybe had my volume fucking speakers up. Because it's like, I really do genuinely feel like the music is like, it, it doesn't, it's not a situation where it completely overpow, like, oh, like, completely deletes what was said but it is notably like hard to hear. Um, yeah, it's it's not like a PS2, like an early era PS2 game, like Devil May Cry One, where there are just times in which Dante just cannot be heard over the electric guitar. He just hey, ceases babe, to let's exist. Go, baby. 
Well, what a big surprise. I bet you got something strong in that big body of yours. Meanwhile, the music's like... Like... And, and, and Phantom is subtitled in that sequence. What a disappointing catch. Because he's got, like, a voice. Like, he's doing, like, a voice. But Dante is not subtitled. And I can't hear him. <laughs> that shit is funny. That's just yeah. really cool. Great game. Great fucking yeah. game. Oh, DMC1 is awesome. That game is amazing. Um, But, anyways. Uh... So, I mean, where where the fuck do I even begin? Okay, so the episode first one? episode, episode one has a content warning, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's right. right. I I'm sorry, I I was I sorry, I remember it because it's distinctly pointed out in the video I said there was a content warning, and then they were like, why was there a content warning? <laughs> so episode one has no content. It has no, and when I say it has no content, I mean it has no content. Period. A, Not no content yeah. <laughs> worthy of a warning. No, it just has no content. <laughs> it's it, the content warning says warning. The show contains nothing. The show contains zero amounts of excitement, action, intrigue, or thought. So, so I, I'm, I start watching right. And I got my checklist. <laughs> I, got my, I, got, I got my notebook and I got my checklist out. Because I'm going, alright, dazzle me. Show me what a pitched show is like. So I'm sitting there, and you know, I consider myself a writer. I'm, a, I'm kind of a fancy man, right? You know, so so I'm I'm sitting there. And I and I know how this shit goes. I know how you're supposed to do a pilot. I know what you're supposed to introduce. I know what's supposed to be happening. So immediately well, this episode. Miles, stop. You know what to do for a successful pilot. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Continue. So I'm sitting here, right? I'm sitting here, and immediately the show begins, and everyone's talking to me directly, like I'm a fucking retard. And that's true. I am. But, but they, but they're still, they're still, like, alright, look, not all of us are neurodivergent, alright? Some people can get the subtlety, so I don't know, maybe, maybe right, maybe right a little above, a little above the six-year-olds in the audience, like myself, Okay. Maybe right for the seven-year-olds, the eight-year-olds. They've been working really hard on their writing, you know, writing, writing skills, all right? And you just throw, throw them a bone, cut them some slack, okay? So, immediately, the main character's like, I can't believe we've been selected as Guardians to go to High Guardian Spice Academy. And her friend is like, we have trained so many years to do this, and now we will be able to leave our small town of Pebble and chase our dreams. And then she turns to her parents, and they're like, now you must remember the ways of old magic. Now that new magic is a thing, and she turns the other girl turns to her dad, and he's like, "Now your mom would be proud." And her brother's like, "Your mom is proud because I personally believe that our mom might still be alive." And this is the first minute. <laughs> this is the first minute of the episode. Now, Sam, I'm gonna do a little bit of a break. <laughs> Once you finish having your own mental breakdown, I'm gonna. Do bit of a break it sucks that this is an audio only podcast right now he's leaning over in his chair he's doing the shinji ikari rocky pose he's just he's just he's defeated miles i'm upset i'm upset dude that's 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 unacceptable storytelling dude so that's not Sam, okay, I, man. That's not so I don't okay. Dumb... <laughs> you can't, you can't tell a story like that. 
I bitched about Malignant for doing shit like this. And you bet your ass I'm gonna bitch at High Guardian Spice for doing shit like this. Oh, that's Don't treat fine. me like I'm I'm two. Don't treat me like I need everything directly fucking said to my face. Don't fucking do this to me. Now, Sam, uh, I, I, I dunked on the Owl House a couple weeks ago now, two weeks ago, on Found Episode 75, Miku's NFT Crackpipe. Um, uh, so... Miku's Crackpipe NFT. Miku's Crackpipe NFT. Sorry, sorry, that episode was lost. Now we found it. <laughs> Case closed. So, uh, I, I dunked on that show. But that show's got a great pilot. The, the, the issue is more that it's just very derivative and, and, and it's missing the, the kind of that little extra step that makes Little Witch Academia the better show. Yeah. Um, but it's still a good show. It's just boneless. It's just a boneless version of a better show. That happens yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's not that it's like bad, but it's like it's really hurt if you if you see this. Other yeah, it is, it is a boneless version of a better work, but on its own, it is a good work. And there's just, just a better one alone, out there you, that you, you might as well watch. Yeah. yeah, you might. There's just a better version of it that you might as well watch at some point. Um, and this is boneless, the Owl House, and 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 so we're we're so deep in the level of bonelessness, Sam, that that I think we can officially classify it as a gelatinous life form. We can officially cl- classify it as a member fungi. of the family. Fungi. It is fungi. It is thumb guy. It is Thumb Thumb from from uh, Spy Kids, starring Mr. Floop. Um, so of course, I'm uh, I'm watching this right, and I'm thinking, okay, Owl House has a great pilot because in the first seven minutes of of the Owl House, we learn what kind of a person loses. She's reckless. She's ADHD. She's she's uh, you know she's pretty crazy. Her mom is like, you're out of control. We're gonna send you to a summer camp that's gonna straighten out your behavior. An owl comes and steals something from her. She chases after it. It turns out that the owl is a magic totem on a magic staff carried by the witch Ida, who sells human, you know, curiosities. She goes to the to the human world and picks up things like picks up junk and sells them back in the the magic world as as relics. Yes. Um. And, and so by episode by minute seven of episode one, we have met our main characters. We've gone through a tour, or at least a rudimentary tour, of the main, sh- uh, you know, the main area of the show, the Boiling Isles. And then by minute seven, almost on the dot, we are inside of the Owl House. The titular house where the owls is, is and bees. Um, so that's the first seven minutes of that show, right? Yes. So any good show, the first seven minutes of it should be establish a main character, get us to the, you know, uh, push us through the threshold. The threshold yeah. of whatever, the, the threshold is the crossing of a gate um, or, or the you know, they fall down a hole. Um, the moment where the character signs up for the thing that they're going to do. Um, anything that, that permanently pushes us from a safe haven into the new loop of our new adventure, right? That's what, that's where our first seven minutes should be. So by the eight minute mark of High Guardian Spice, our main characters have taken a wagon to get to the bus, to get to the trolley, to get to the train. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, To get to the castle gate. Wait a minute, wait, they take a cat, wait, they take a, a carriage? To the trolley, to the bus. No, they take a wagon to the bus, to the trolley, trolley, to the train, to the train, to the the front gates of the kingdom, 
And then they walk to their aunt's house. This is the first eight minutes of our action series. Why didn't they just cut cut the what, first wait, seven steps out? What do you mean? We didn't need to see the carriage go to the trolley, go to the bus, go to the train. We didn't need to see all that shit. What do you mean? What do you mean we didn't I, need to see it? We could have condensed that. We could have condensed that seven minutes into two, so then we could have left the the later five minutes we didn't use on this travel Stop talking trip. over women! Anime thighs and she opened up. Oh, so why do I got a tickle in my <laughs> eye? in my eye. Um, <laughs> it'd be funny if I just ended the episode there again. <laughs> Continued in part two. Uh... Yeah, all right, I'll speed this up. I'll speed run this shit. Fuck it. Fuck you. Uh, so, <clears throat> so by the nine-minute mark, we get our first interesting event, which is that our main character has a nightmare where her mother disappears. Now, I already knew that her mother disappeared because she said directly that her mother had disappeared. Um, but whatever. So, uh, everyone's gay in the show. We get the first hint that everyone's gay in the show when she goes to sleep in her friend's bed, and they blush, and it's gay. Good on them. I'm, pr- I'm and happy And they don't you, pull up the covers. Yeah, they don't pull up the covers. They just sleep back to back without the covers on in their socks. I was so mad. I was so livid. Hey, so- hold on. Hold on. That's, that's, let's take a fucking chill. Pull. I sleep with my socks on. Totally acceptable. But you sleep with your socks on under the covers. Yes. Except. Except. During summer. Now, this might be cultural differences. Again, I live in the Midwest. You live in the West Coast. We have radical different weather. So, falls and winters a lot cooler. Summer, though, when I'm really fucking hot under the covers. Yeah, no, those socks got to fucking evaporate. They got to be off. But visually speaking, if someone is not in their covers, it's because they're hot. So, of course, the socks are going to be off, too. You gotta, you gotta cool down, right? One could assume. One could assume. So why would you sleep without the covers, but with the socks on? The socks aren't warm enough, but the covers are, are clearly too warm. So what's, where's the lie? Where's I mean, the my lie? Thing is this, I, mean, I mean, I have some fucking mental condition where, like, I need to have a blanket of some kind if I want to sleep. Like, I need to, I need to be cloaked in something. It doesn't really matter what or the intensity of how thick or warm it is or whatever. I just need to be cloaked in something. And... In the summer, yeah, no. Like, I have a really... I have a quilt that is like, been around for a while and is, and is let's just say, thinned out and lost a lot of wool over the years. So I can use that over the summer and be fine. But yeah, no, I need to take up my socks in really bad conditions. You just gotta do it. But I would... But oh. at the very least, these fucking chicks should be using a sheet if they're that fucking hot. Like, they gotta pull up a shit, you know, a little fucking bed sheet. Come on, that that fucking quarter, that eighth inch of uh, of fabric. Yeah, come on, that's all you need in the summer. It's fine. So, obviously, the next 13 minutes are going to advance our story in a significant way, right? They'll, they'll teach us about our world. They'll explain what a guardian is. They'll explain the prestige of the school. They'll explain the difference between old magic and new magic. These are things that I did not learn by the time that the credits rolled of episode 12. So... 
Instead, we spend the next 13 minutes fucking around with a bunch of squirrels. A bunch of squirrels do a mating ritual. They steal a pennant with a picture of a cheesecake. And a cheesecake, of course, is not just a picture of a cheesecake. It's got a, a family photo. Of, oh, my God, there's a family photo in the pendant. It's got a picture of her mom. Who could have seen that one fucking coming? I needed a, needed a fucking shock blanket after that reveal. After that shocking surprise. So all I want to say by the end of episode one is voice direction by Audu Payden. Fire this man. He's a foreigner. Send him back to where he came from. Or she. I don't know. Send him back to where they came from. <laughs> they came from They came from San Francisco. All right. Send them back to San Francisco. Wherever they're from. Send them back. I don't want them here. I don't want them in my house. I don't want them on my screen. Send them away. Oh, send them back to Boise. They moved away from Boise. Send them back. Fucking Audu Padden. Fuck him. Him? Yeah, fuck. I thought this fuck was an all guy. women's team. I don't know. Maybe it's a woman uh, who did it. Did it. I don't know. Anyway, so I just want to. I just want to preface now. Even the worst shows in the world that aren't Lovecraft Country. Actually, Lovecraft Country had one good thing. It had a good first episode. Even the worst shows in the world have at least one good thing to them, right? This show has one good thing to it as well, and its name is Parsley. I love Parsley. Parsley's a wholesome, decent human being in a show where everyone is either annoying and manufacturing drama constantly. Parsley is a positive force that just never fucking stops being optimistic and being the voice of reason, and she's a Parsley is a herb, not a spice, Miles. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. It's a, it's a That's herb. unfortunate, the, uh, isn't it? The main characters are named Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. Very clever, very clever. I liked it when Bayonetta did it better, but it's fine. It, who's Parsley? Parsley is blonde. Oh. So she's a little manlet. Right? Yeah, she's a little manlet. She's a dwarf, oh. and I love her. She's okay. cute. Um, and she's the and she's she's got like she looks like Link from Wind Waker, like big bushy black eyebrows. And, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got hair. overalls, right? Yeah, got overalls and a really stupid thing on her chest. I don't know what it's for, but I like her all the same. I I hope Parsley has having a good day and that she escapes the confines of this terrible show. I like Parsley. I don't hate the cast. Let me just say, like, I, I, I don't hate these four kids. I think time kind of sucks because she's moody and annoying and she doesn't explain anything. She's one of those characters that, like, just can't fucking communicate like Komi-san um, to manufacture drama. One of those characters. You know the one. Komi-san doesn't, Komi doesn't use her lack of communication skills to uh, manufacture drama. Do not insult the queen in front of my face. Well, yeah, I mean, that's because she's white and time is black. So, of course, you know, black people in their drama, am I right? Komi side is fucking Japanese! She's white schmite Japanese. She lives 30s. in fucking Kyoto or wherever the fuck fucking Komi side takes place. Oh, who cares? There's only two races, white and black. It's fine. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so, anyways, the rest of the fucking High Guardian Spice. Yeah, so time is sassy. Are you surprised the black one is has she's got the ooh, she's got the ooh, she's got the burn. She's got the chemical burn. Now, now Miles, let me ask you a question about time. Is time the character's name or is yes. time a nickname? Time is the name and time is a sage. T H Y M E. Or time is a is a spice. T H Y M E. Okay. It might be time? an herb. I don't know. Yeah, time. time. It's spelled like thyme. 
spelled like time, but it but it's pronounced time. Oh, okay. it's, not, it's pronounced like time. The English language do be like that. So, anyways, by the end of episode one, we've met our entire principal cast, but we haven't even gone to the school yet. Episode two, we go to the school. A bunch of bullshit happens. The lessons to make sure believe in yourself. <laughs> episode episode three is where things get interesting because finally the content warning justifies itself. Because we uh we get we get a light amount of blood, and by a light amount of blood, I mean a shocking amount of blood for a chil- a children's show. And this, Sam, is where I was validated in the biggest way possible. I'm always right, Sam. I'm frequently always right, except for when I watch something too early and say it's good. Then I'm wrong every fucking time. So, yeah, that's the only time you've ever been wrong in the show. Absolutely, it's the only time I've ever been wrong, of course, except for all the other times that I've been wrong. And Sam has actually been right. Uh, but let's pretend those did not exist. What I will say about this, Sam, is that I'm frequently right about things to do with the cartoon sphere. I think that's pretty fair to say, right? Hold on, give me a give me a second. I gotta I gotta I gotta think about this. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, I've said this a million times. Cartoons are no longer written for children. They're written for millennial burnouts and twenty-something zoomers who can't fucking get offline and also can't yeah. handle the pressure of living in a post-capitalist society. And so they don't actually, or a, a late-stage capitalist society. And so instead of applying for a job and and getting off Twitter and focusing on their mental health and maybe speaking to their good friends about all of the problems that they have inside of them. They instead make 17 TikToks and then try to kill themselves for the fourth time today. Their only fucking bastion of hope is a, a pastel-colored nightmare airing on Disney Channel and or Cartoon Network. Um, in or which the now show, Crunchyroll, I guess. Yeah, now and now it's Crunchyroll, where the show is written like you're a six-year-old. Because it is the equivalent of warm milk and cookies to your fracturing psyche. Why would you take care of yourself when you can take care of a plant? Watch seven TikToks in an hour and then watch fucking 15 episodes of High Guardian Spice. And the reason that I I, I can officially say that I'm right is that High Guardian Spice is what I can only describe as stylistically simplistic. The dialogue is stylistically written for babies. The visuals are stylistically excessively overcolored. The character designs are stylistically excessively Tumblr. And we know that these are all stylistic choices because there is blood in episode three and in episode four, someone says shit in the first minute and a half of the episode. And I made it a game. To get a screenshot of all the times that there was unnecessary blood on the screen in this show. And I think I had maybe 15 screenshots by the end of the series. Maybe 15. And, <laughs> Why and as is the there show so goes much on, blood? As the show goes on, they curse more. They bleed more. And, 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 I, and I, I have a theory. That Ray Rodriguez. Are they trying to do a Madoka Magica thing? Yes, I think they're trying to do a Madoka Magica thing because one of one of the elements that they have. Oh, and by the way, they don't earn any of this. They don't earn any of this by by, for example, having a climactic death in episode three that traumatizes the cast and ling- lingers over every decision. I'm gonna take that again. They don't earn any of this, by the way. They don't have a traumatic death in episode three that lingers over the rest of the show. All right, you know they don't have any any shocking reveals. That make us question the nature of this reality. They just slowly get darker and bloodier because someone let them do it. And then there's a scene where where Time, you know, Sage and Rosemary, who are the the little gay babies of the show, they're the ones with the red hair and the blue hair, respectively, blue hair. the gay okay. babies, um, the bubblegum crew. They uh, 
they go, I didn't realize that being a guardian would be so scary and difficult. And when they said that, I said, what is a guardian? What do they do? What what is a what is a guardian, Sam? You might be asking this, and I have to blame J.K. Rowling for what I'm about to bring. Could I, wait? Rowling. Hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess before okay. you explain what a guardian. You can you can try is. to guess. You can try to guess. I, I I don't know. What I would assume a guardian is is that a guardian is some kind of, of course, protector against. The world of High Guardian Spices, like, maybe either there's, like, a demon group or, like, bad group of of creatures in which the High Guardian Spice Girls, I guess, fight off against to protect the rest of the everyday citizens from evil. That's what I would guess what a, what a guardian is is like someone who who protects the the using some form of magic or whatever form they use to whatever the power scaling system is to fight off against bad guys. That's what I would assume the guardian is. What is it? That's a good idea, Sam. You should tell the writers that they should call it that because we never find out. They never specify what a guardian is. They never show us what successful guardians look like. We never find out what kinds of things guardians do other than quests. They do adventures, generic adventures for things. And this is where I blame J.K. Rowling. And it's not entirely J.K. Rowling's fault. I know, I know our politically uh, correct listeners don't want to hear me praise J.K. Rowling, but I have to acknowledge that she did not do this wrong until later in the books when she just completely fucked it up forever. The story of Harry Potter is that Harry is abused. He is part of an abusive family, and they treat him like he's dog shit. Then some fucking pedophile comes into his life and says, You're a wizard, Harry. And Harry says, I'm a what? And he says, Here, bend over and let me show you. So, after he finishes, you know, uh, you know, in, in, indoctrinating him into the wizarding world with his, his strong mast... Hagrid explains, Harry, you're actually extremely special in the wizarding world and everyone knows who you are. And the, 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 the point of that is that your abusers can't decide who you are. They can't tell you, oh, you're unimportant. Maybe you're really important. You don't know that. So that's the appeal of going to Hogwarts and being and getting to live this other life is that his previous life sucked. And the Wizarding World is this world of possibilities and magic where he is really important and he can make something of and, himself and, and, away and, from his abusers. And not only is he – I mean, here's – what I appreciate about Harry Potter in the Harry Potter books is that Harry is not – like, is not uh, – like, is more confused by his recognition as, like, the boy who lived and, like, doesn't – he doesn't treat it as, like, a thing of pride. It's sort of like a, 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 a cur- sort of curse he bears or whatever. Um, but more so, but he does in the later books, especially two and three talk about like, oh, like how much he loves Hogwarts and being at Hogwarts and staying at Hogwarts as opposed to being with the Dursleys and stuff. Like it's a big, big part of the later books after one about how yeah. much his life is better at Hogwarts and at school as opposed to at home with his, with his. And, that, and that's again, a very important element of these books that, that kind of got lost in the shuffle and that J.K. Rowling, you know, sort of didn't push forward with some of the other spin-off books. Yeah. And all the fans of Harry Potter seem to neglect the idea that, oh, going to a magical school and just abandoning your old life is not inherently good. 
Oh, it's really, yeah. really good. In a, in a nor yeah, in, in like a normal situation, yeah. Yeah, that would in, be in a, in a, in a situation where there's abuse and and your old life sucks. This is an incredible opportunity. It's an amazing adventure. You could even consider it sort of a parable for you know maybe maybe you're you know someone in the closet. You go to college and oh my god, I'm away from these people who have kept me in the closet. I can be who I am. It's this. It's a freeing metaphor. It's a yeah. freeing experience for Harry. But what people took from that is oh, who wouldn't want to go to magic school and have a life of adventure? What child wouldn't want to do that? I wouldn't. You know what they don't have in fucking in fucking Magic World video games. There's a part in, in book four where fucking Harry has to explain what a PlayStation 2 is to Hagrid. Do you remember that part? In the book? No. No. He literally I, says, I didn't I didn't get that far in Gobble. Yeah, he only says the, like, yeah, recently Dudley threw his fucking PlayStation out the window. See, a PlayStation is a thing muggles use to keep themselves entertained. I'm like, there's no video games at Hogwarts? No. Why the fuck would anyone want to go there? So like fuck Hogwarts. Fuck that shit. And and so like, whenever I see these shows, you gotta you gotta win me over. Akko, poor fucking Akko, is so well developed and established as someone who was who is touched by magic. Or Coco from Witch Hat Ateliers, she just loves magic. It's just her favorite thing in the world. Of course, she wants to be a witch, right? So like, these kids just want to be guardians. Because who the fuck wouldn't want to be a guardian? I wouldn't. It seems really fucking dangerous and traumatizing. I wouldn't want to be a fucking guardian. Yeah! Like, this is the shit, this is the shit, by the way, I gotta give a lot of credit to My Hero Academia for. Is this, is like, I really love this, is that the, they, they really started off and being like, yeah, here, the hero profession is fucking awesome. It's so fucking cool and based. But as the story goes on, you really see more and more like more and more of how like like fucking tr like troublesome and truly challenging and hard and like the sacrifices and shit you got to make and you see heroes who you come to know fucking die and fucking combat and people fucking retire or people quit and give up because they're just not built for like they weren't ready for the level of pressure like it brings when times were really tough it's like shock it's like really like it's really powerful. It's like a really in, like pretty interesting thing to sit on and like see people re like it, it's it's one of those things where it's like it it almost mirrors like people who work in like really high uh, like really crazy like first responder type situations almost like it sort of shows like where it's like yeah you maybe get in for like this or that reason but it pans out and the struggles of it are really real. And apparently High Guardian Spice just doesn't feature any of that shit. Or they don't it, it dive does, in. It does, but only through dialogue, which is what most things in the show are. Um, I guess let's just make this cut content because we've been going for a while and I, and I got shit. I got more shit. We'll just like upload it tomorrow or something. Fuck it. Uh, no, I'm here's the deal. I'm down to give people because they had to wait. I'm down to give people a full two hour show or whatever. If you want to, if you want to say, what yeah, it's, do it, it might be longer it. than two hours. We'll see, but we'll see. Okay. Because we got because the way that this is going, we'll see. Um, and I'll cut all this out, obviously. So, okay. So the other thing about the show is that there are like no useful lessons for humans, um, <laughs> with one exception, and th and this is where I question the intentions of this show. So Ray Rodriguez has a self insert, a trans masculine teacher named Professor Caraway, who looks a lot like Ray Rodriguez is almost always the voice of reason is consistently one of the most wise characters in the show. Um, and is a mentor and guide that everyone loves. Also the only teacher with any real characterization that isn't like a complete farce. Right. 
Um, oh, and, and he's really good at magic and combat. He's really good at guiding people. He's just so great and good and cool. Uh, and the only, and this is where it sucks. This is where it sucks because this is probably one of the strongest Western examples of a show explaining, oh yeah, this is what being trans is like. Here's how it fucking works. Here's how that feels. And here's how I figured that shit out. And I'm like, okay, I'm 25. Uh, but like, you know, and, and you're explaining being trans to me like I'm six and I've never met a trans person. Um, you clearly don't know about all the eho discords I hang out in, but you know that's fine. That's fine. I'm happy. I'm happy to. I'm, I'm happy to have this content. Um, but I. But Maddie Celeste's words are ringing in the back of my mind because Maddie Celeste has a very has a very. I like this motivate or I like this um this motto that she has about um trans characters in media. She says trans people in real life don't have a a. Uh, an obligation to out themselves for you. Maybe trans fictional characters shouldn't either. Maybe they should just be allowed to live, and if you figure it out, that's awesome, and if you don't, you don't. Fuck you. Like, I, I like I like that idea a lot. I like that idea a lot because it, I also it gives, do. Yeah, because it, it, it normalizes the idea that, like, oh my god, you don't have to know. If someone in your life is trans and they don't want to tell you, you don't have to know. And you can just wonder for the rest of your life because that's their fucking God-given right. This is America. Yeah, like, I, I always they should uh, be allowed. Yeah, I, I've I've considered in like my my fiction in my fictional series King Was Credit House. I've considered a couple times. I'd be like, wouldn't it be fucking base as fuck if there was a character and her name was like Catherine or something like that, and she's like a trans woman, and it's nev it's never acknowledged by anyone in the cast directly that she's trans. Everyone properly genders her, and she's just a cool side character. In in the in the show and like the in the gang, she's a cool. And Why like, not, right? That's it, and that's it, and that and that's it, and it's never a, a point of contention or an issue, and it's just that's it. Wouldn't that be cool? Obviously, that shouldn't be everything, but I feel like be nice we could use twice, more. Yeah, we could use more pieces like that. I feel like in media, that's what fucking Celeste is. That's what fucking Celeste is. Literally, that that character you made it through that entire game, and then Maddie was like. Hey, so my self-insert is trans, like me. So hey, that works out, right? Yeah. And everyone was like, "No." It's almost like it's almost like it's completely irrelevant to the to the platforming adventure slash um, feeling Story better about, about yourself, which yeah. is a little different from from how you feel about transition. I feel like. Yeah, no, like ultimately, ultimately, like cis or trans, like Madeline's struggle is 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 is, is one universal. Of it is a universal yeah. struggle. It's a universal struggle, and and I think the idea of just being like, oh, by the way, I I guess she's trans. She's been trans the whole time. Some good fucking food for thought, isn't it? Yeah, oh, maybe I've been too judgmental about you know about this group that I didn't understand because I related to this character. Why don't I? You know why? Why don't I relate to everyone on this level? Oh my god. We learned and we changed. Wow, and then you realized fucking racism and sexism and all this shit was fucking retarded the whole time. Oh my god. Alert the presses. We need to make I ten movies about it. this. Um so so all the all the trans representations in this show is good. And I just got so sad. I just get so sad every time I have to say that. Because I just know. Like I just I just fucking know that like I'm like, these poor trans people. This is, like, all they have. Because you show. want it to be in a better piece of media, right? Yeah, you want, want this to be, shit to be in something be... that's actually good, right? You want all yeah, this positive, and, and... 
these positive you know elements I, and these positive portrayals of trans people actually being like a piece of media that is worthwhile. Yeah, because, and, and you know, and I felt the yeah. same pang when everyone told me that Wonder Egg Priorities finale was apparently terrible. Like, Darling in the Franks level, like, it ruins the show. Like, Game of Thrones season 8 level, it's it ruins the show. Because, like, that that is a show that deals a lot with, with I mean, there is a trans main character, and and their struggles are very much, you know, are very much a thing. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, wow, it sucks that this, this show that, that relates to them isn't very good. I feel the same way about Fire Punch, because Fire Punch kind of sucks, too, and that's got a trans male character. Maybe, I don't know, we're just bad. We're just, whenever we want to make a trans character, we just, we just make a bad show, and it sucks, and it's unfortunate, and it's, and, I, and it has nothing to do with them. I think it's just that writers are bad sometimes. It happens. Um, but I, I just, thought like, Fire I so Punch bad. was fucking good. That's my guy, oh, Fujimoto. I, I that's Chainsaw wax. Man guy. I think it's he's pretty awesome. Wack, yeah. I mean, he's awesome, but he, he, he I mean, he's awesome recently. I think Fire Punch kind of sucks. I, you would like Fire Punch, though, I, I will say, because it's crazy. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I think it's not very good. That's I, not I would like to there. read it. You should. Yeah, you should. And I, I think you would enjoy it. I think you would have a, a genuinely positive experience with Fire Punch. So definitely check it out. But, um, but like, like, that you just have to go, like, I mean, yeah, the representation's nice. And, like, that doesn't mean anything. This just lays naked. That representation does not mean anything when you're actually rep like when you're actually recommending a show. Like, do you want to? I mean, like you you'll get a brief catharsis of seeing transgender you know issues and explanations of like what that identity is being done well, and that's really nice and it's sweet and it's good to have in the world. But like, guess what? You can't enjoy the content. You can enjoy this this scene. We could clip the scene and upload it to YouTube. You can enjoy the scene. But, like, the, you can't access the content. That sucks. That sucks. So, so like, yeah, representation's good. They did a good job. There's two trans characters. One of them's, one of them's figuring it out. And they, oh, and by the way, the way that they explain the whole figuring it out thing is fucking based. It's fucking based as shit. Because even though the monologue is super cringe, where the, where the, the person is just like, I want to have smaller hands and less facial hair and be more like a, a strong, cool woman. I'm like, all right, you're laying it on a little thick there, bud. Um... Ray Rodriguez's self-insert is like, do you know what it means to be transgender? And I was like, oh, this like this 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 whole scene is is flowing really awkward. But whatever. Hey, hey, you know what? And, it, you know what that kind of gives you know what? It, ironically enough, that gives me like like Barney the dinosaur energy. Yeah, no, it's like, it's a big Barney the dinosaur sequence. But like they they cut to it and thank mercifully, Caraway explains what being trans means off screen because I don't want to. I don't, I don't need to hear it again. I'm 25. I've made it. I, I, I've met enough of them in my life that I can, I can explain as much of it as I can understand. Um, so they explain it off screen, and then the, main, the, sna the character Snapdragon is just like, wow, that's a lot to think about when my family accept me. And Caraway says the most based fucking thing I've ever heard, which is, oh, this you don't have to make this decision now. Just go slowly. Take your time. Explore some things. You'll figure it out. There's a lot of different paths to being the true version of yourself. And I was like, holy shit, that's based. Because they don't rush to the answer. They're just like, hey, man, take take your time. Wind this road. You'll get there. You'll see what's up. It doesn't have to be now. Slow just, and steady wins the race, right? Yeah. Hey, just tr maybe try painting your nails. If that feels right to you, what's the next step? If that feels right to you, what's the next step? You'll figure it out. And I was like, this is this rules. Too bad it's in the worst episode. Uh, and it sucks and it's bad. But... 
So I'm, I'm, I mean, so like it just keeps getting more violent. The writing keeps sucking more. They introduce this cat girl who sucks. Her name's Olive, and she's like the only voice actor in the show. And and the names in the show, I just I hate all of them. I hate all of them. Like there there's these three witches, right? These three old crones, um, and they're called the Triad. Like it's like it's the most like Tumblr naming convention. The bad guys are called the Triumvirate. The triumvirate will hear you about this, and you don't want the triumvirate to hear this, cause them those triumvirate guys, they're they're pretty scary, so you better watch out. One of the characters' names is Slime Boy, and he's no, not, no, no, yeah. no, 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 Miles, you're 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 lying to me. You're just you're just, you're you're giving this show too much shit. They're, they did not name a character fucking Slime Boy. Oh, they named a character Slime Boy, Sam. Not only did they name a character Slime Boy, they explained why he's named Slime Boy in an off-screen event that you can barely hear because the audio mix is so bad. I love Slime Boy's performance, by the way. His voice acting performance is he's just slurring through his lines. He's drunkenly slurring through his lines and he's mumbling. It's like he's got a wire in his jaw. Like, I actually need to send you his clip. He's like, hey, my name is Slime Boy and they call me Slime Boy because I, one time I had a slimy pet. <laughs> hey, by the way, do you want to buy, I play the, play the harp. Do you want to hear me play the harp? My name is Slime Boy. Like, just, just one of the worst performances. It's the best performance in the show and it's one of the worst performances I've ever heard. I've. Aquafina should have voiced Slime Boy. Honestly, right? Yeah, why not, right? Slime girl, fuck it, slime girl. Um, yeah, the show just keeps getting more like violent and bloody, and and they keep trying to do a modica magica thing, and it's not fucking working. And Parsley is there and wonderful, and I just wish that she was in a better property. Um, but as I was saying, the lessons other than than explaining what it means to be transgender, all the lessons in the show are worthless to humans because they're lessons that are really useful to characters in a fictional show about becoming a hero. Like what? Like, sometimes you need to use only one tool to do multiple things. And I'm like, great, I'll carry a Swiss army knife. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's a little, a little yeah. weird. My thing is you this, is to, like... You have to believe in yourself. It's like, okay, great. All right, you know, I really, I really believed in myself when when seventeen other shows told me about it, but I guess this was this is the real one. This is the one that'll really put it over the edge. Yeah. So 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 end, end of day two out of ten, Miles. Um, not offensively bad, but ye- but pretty 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 awful. The way that I would say it is this: if you're a broken adult, <laughs> if you're a fucking disaster. And your mental health is held only together by memes... By duct tape and glue. By memes being an e-thought and your various plants. This show will not hurt you. It will not challenge you. It's nice and non-confrontational. You should watch it. Or you should watch Yuru Camp, a show with the exact same description, but it's good. And the, the voice acting is good. 
and it's more wholesome. And the lessons that it teaches you might improve your life because it'll teach you how to go the fuck outside. Miles, that was a great crack ass episode this week. I agree. I can't wait to split it up into two parts. Me too. If you want to be a true crackhead, you can head on down to at Miku's Crackhouse on Twitter. Give us a follow. We're almost at the triple digits. 100 followers. So please help us get there. And uh, we love and appreciate you. Also join the Discord. Link on Twitter and in the description of every podcast episode on Spotify and iTunes. Miles, any last words for the people before we go? I have to pee so fucking bad. We're in here. Alright, you go pee. I'll catch you later. Man. Fire, ice, bitch, I'm and if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so I-